Morning, good morning. Today is Saturday, February 18th. It's currently 30 degrees. Pretty chilly out there. Feels like 26, it says. Uh, supposed to get to a 57 today for a high, and looks like sun is out all day. Uh, we got a uh, praise report and a prayer uh, on here. Uh, Sir, Pastor Serge put that he did not get laid off. He's praising God for that. and uh, But just want to lift up those that did get the bad news. And also, uh, Charlotte and Michael's son uh, is having a, a hernia fix, having a surgery. So we want to lift him up. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, the sun shining, Lord, just waking us up. Uh, another day to serve you, Lord, to glorify you in all that we do. And Lord, we need your strength, your spirit, your grace uh, in order to do that, Lord. We just ask that you would accomplish your will in our lives and on this earth, Lord, uh, as it is in heaven, Lord. Uh, provide for us our daily needs, Lord, like you always do. Lord, forgive us. Help us to forgive that same amazing heart that you have, Lord. Make us more and more like you each and every day, Lord. Father, we thank you uh, for Pastor Serge uh, keeping his job, Lord, uh, but we lift up those that did get bad news, Lord. We just ask that you would provide um, jobs for them, Lord, even better jobs uh, as you direct and guide their lives, Lord. We just ask for uh, just comfort and provision for all of everyone that uh, received a notice, Lord. Also, we want to lift up Michael and Charlotte's son having surgery, Lord. We just said, and uh, Michael traveling out there. Um, we just ask for <coughs> um, uh, safety and uh, it'd just be a good trip, Lord, and that the surgery would go perfectly and he would. His body would heal up quickly from the surgery, surgery and all of that. Lord. Father, we lift up my brother uh, Steve, uh, Lord, back in the hospital in California. And, uh, now just bedridden, uh, Lord, we just ask for strength for him, Lord. Uh, thank you that, that he prayed with my, my dad to accept you, Lord, again, and Lord, uh, just ask for uh, grace and mercy on him, Lord. For his wife, uh, just having trouble dealing with all of this, Lord. Uh, uh, Lord, she needs you, Lord, in her life. And, uh, and so, Lord, we just lift up Kim to you as well. And, uh, Father, be with us now as we just get into this lesson, Lord, about your amazing uh, love, amazing grace uh, towards us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, a reminder concerning the word of God's grace. And we got a couple of script chapters here. Acts chapter 20, Paul in Macedonia and Greece is the title. After the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. When he had gone through those regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece. There he spent three months. And when a plot was made against him by the Jews, as he was about to set sail for Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. Sopater, the Berean, son of... Uh, 
Pyrus, Pyrus, I don't know. I'm sorry, my brain's not working. Accompanied by him and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus and Gaius of Derby and Timothy and all the Asians, Tychicus and Trophimus, these went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troas, but we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days we came to them at Troas, where we stayed for seven days. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered, and a young man named Eutychus, sitting in the window, sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer. And being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story. Sorry, that's not funny. And was taken up dead. But Paul went down and bent over and taking him up in his arms said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them a long while until daybreak and so departed. And they took the youth away alive and they were not a little comforted. So they were a lot comforted. But going ahead to the ship, we set sail for Assos, intending to take Paul aboard there, for so he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when we met him at Assos, we took him on board and went to Mytilene. And sailing from there, we came to the following day, came the following day opposite Chios, and the next day, or Chios, the next day we touched at Samos, and the day after that we went to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time for the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both Jews to Jews and to Greeks, of repentance towards God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I'm going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that is that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God." And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pray carefully, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears, and now I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified." I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know 
that these hands ministered to my necessities as to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all, and they embraced Paul and kissed him, and being sorrowful, most of all, because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again, and they accompanied him to the ship. We have Colossians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of in the word of the truth the gospel which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you <clears throat> since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth just as you learned it from Epaphras our beloved fellow servant he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the spirit And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him, All things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister." 
Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the mystery. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy, that he powerfully works within me. In Romans chapter 10. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for them that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to the knowledge for being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, as did they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then? Will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed they have, for the voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the end of the world. But I ask, did Israel not understand? First Moses says, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. With a foolish nation, I will make you angry. Then Isaiah is so bold as to say, I have been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown myself to those who did not ask for me. But of Israel, he says, all day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people.
a reminder concerning the word of God's grace. The word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. The word of the truth of the gospel is bringing forth fruit. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's from Acts 20, Colossians 1, and Romans 10. These three scriptures, interspersed in our previous meditations, indicate how God wants us to use his word to impact us with his grace. The first passage describes God's word as the word of his grace. God explains his grace to us through his word. He offers his grace to us through his word. He works his grace within us as we are nurtured in his word, trusting in what the Lord has to say to us. As God's word is taken in, its capabilities are unleashed, demonstrating that it is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. The believers at Thessalonica had such an experience with the scriptures. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. The second passage declares that the word can produce fruitfulness in God's people. The word of truth of the gospel is bringing forth fruit. Such fruit is the consequence of spiritual life maturing within us. Jesus taught that this life is brought to us by his word. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. John 6, 63. The word of the Lord brings this life to us initially, having been born again through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. 1 Peter 1, 23. God's word then nurtures the life it originally brought to us. As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. 1 Peter 2.2 2. The third passage gives insight on faith, which is a vital element of living by grace. As we have seen, faith accesses grace. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, Romans 5.2. Here in the third scripture, we are told how faith develops in our lives. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we humbly receive God's word into our lives, our faith in his proclamations grows. In light of these grand truths concerning the scriptures, we would be wise to cultivate the same perspective that Job had towards God's word. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job 23:12. O Lord of grace and truth, thank you for giving us your word, which is grace and truth. Forgive me, Lord, for the times I have not cherished your word as highly as I should. Everything that your word can do, I am unable to do on my own. I cry out earnestly to you, please work in me a deepening hunger for your living and eternal word. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen and amen. You guys have an amazing day. The Lord bless you.